Welcome to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future with Dr. Bill Joby. Doc is a historian and a reenactor. On this show, you'll hear his thoughts about our personal liberties from their earliest recorded beginnings. You'll also be transported back to the 1750s to relive the life of Colonel George Washington and his adventures during the French and Indian War. Let's get started. Here's Dr. Bill Joby. Welcome back to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future. This is Dr. Bill Choby. Um, this is an ongoing discussion about how current events affect the liberties of Americans. Uh, this is based upon information in my book, Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future. That's available at Dr. Bill Choby's books. Dot com, Dr. Bill Choby, books.com, and also available at Ewing's Publishing, E-W-I-N-G-S, publishing.com. Uh, some other stores, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Sells, etc., also carry it. It's available in a softback, hardback, or audio. It'll lay the foundation for how we are got to discussing American liberty today, uh, and it'll help you understand just where we need to go uh, if we're going to preserve what we just only a generation ago knew. Today, I want to start to talk to you a little bit about this in a, in a broader perspective. Um, I came across um, a came across a, a quote by Abraham Lincoln that. Um, really struck me it's the house divided speech um it's um it was taken in uh, 1858 springfield massachusetts at the illinois republican state convention and just let me read part of this to you uh, he starts by saying mr president and gentlemen of the convention if we could first know where we are and whether we are hending, we could better judge what to do and how to do it. We are now in the fifth year since the policy was initiated with the avowed object and confident promise of putting an end to slavery agitation. Under the operation of that policy, that agitation has not, not only ceased, but has constantly augmented. In my opinion, it will not cease until a crisis has been reached and passed. A house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half-slave and half-free. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall, but I do expect that it will cease to be divided. It will become one thing or all the other. Now, with that, uh, if we were to change some of the language, uh, instead of mentioning slavery, if we were to say liberal, uh, versus co uh, conservative, that no government can endure permanently half liberal and half conservative. It can be applied to today. But the point of it is, is that something has to change with this division. A, a recent article uh, on Fox News Digital by Jonathan Turley, who's a uh, widely recognized constitutional authority. I believe he's a professor at the George Washington University School of Law. He had an opinion piece a couple of days ago that really caught my eye. 
And uh, in essence, what he was saying was that the division between the conservatives, uh, liberals and liberals, has gotten to a point where um, some people uh, believe that it's okay to commit violence against the other side. Commit violence against our fellow Americans based upon what we believe. Isn't that amazing? Whatever happened to free free speech? What happened to the First Amendment? These are liberty issues. Liberty issues, mind you. That's why we're talking about it today. Well, I've thought a long time about this. You know, I have been following the national politics for probably 30 years, ever since I was a congressional candidate. I never quit following it to any degree. I mean, I got away from it for quite a while. But after a while, you see the cycles, uh, the same political cycles return whenever a uh, party that's accustomed to be in power, such as the Democrat Party, whenever they get back in power, it's the same old story. It's always about growing government. It's always about trying to consolidate government and power and take more of your taxes while you're feeling good about it. So where did a lot of this come from? Well, I remember in 2008 when Barack Hussein Obama, or Barry Soweto is his real name, um, when he became elected president, um, he made some rather astounding statements. And there's one that um, I just recently came across this video, and I don't have the luxury of showing a video on this uh, this uh, Zoom. But um, I want to play it for you. I have a recording on my cell phone here. Let me just listen closely to it. Now. Let me give you the backdrop. This is a, some type of international forum. It's not dated. But if you look at the picture, clearly it's a young Barack Obama president. He's standing at a podium with a presidential U.S. presidential seal on the front of that podium. Behind there were different international flags, and the one that I could easily recognize was Canada, but there's others. I couldn't uh, see the whole picture in this video. But you have to, in light of all that we're talking about, I want you to listen to this for a moment. Listen carefully to this. And for the international order that we have worked for generations to build. Ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. There you have it. When we see what's going on with American liberty, it's the goal, or was the goal at the time of this um, speech. Barack Obama said that we have to eliminate individual rights and have an all-powerful, all-sovereign international order. So he's a globalist, for one. Remember how he said he was going to uh, fundamentally transform America? Well, that's what's happening. Let's look at what happened just since the Trump years and all the things that Trump had done that was good for America— America started feeling good about itself. The world was safe, no wars. You know, the economy's growing, middle class expanding, minorities have better opportunities. And then what happens? You get Joe Biden elected. And they go back to Barry Obama's plans for this international order. Biden himself was not making these decisions. If you look at the people who are in on the cabinets, cabinet chiefs. And in the hierarchy of the bureaucracy, the administrative state, the fourth branch of government, the permanent government that we have at a federal level, all these people have ties to Obama. 
So what's really going on here? Uh, my estimation that the uh, a Biden presidency is nothing more than the third term for Obama. And incidentally, he still lives in Washington, D.C. Now, we bring that up to date with what's going on in the Middle East. This is really Obama's war. He's the one that promoted the strength and the growing strength of, of Iraq, giving them billions of dollars that turns around and finds its way into the hands of Hamas and Hezbollah, supposedly under the guise of humanitarian aid. I mean, it's, it's about as illegitimate as saying that the Hamas doesn't hide under the hospitals. This is this is Obama's war, and it's part of his plan. His plan to have a maximum amount of disruption of individual rights with under the pretense that if everybody's scared of everything, then we're going to turn around, turn over the power to this all-powerful government and giving up our rights in the process. So where did Obama ever get to become so powerful? And who's really behind him? We know that there's international groups, financial groups that are always playing with this or that about the currencies. But the, the reality of it is, is that there's a lot of people in this country think that he's, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. And a lot of think, people think that it's you're racist if you criticize him. But let's go back into 2008, where, you know, when he first entered the, you know, the presidential fray and listen to some of the things he said and, uh, Particularly the one comment about uh, the people of Western Pennsylvania cling to their Bibles and guns, you know, obviously First and Second Amendment issue, which is consistent with what I was we heard on that audio. So, are these things that are happening in our country in the past three years, the reversal of policies that actually work for Americans? Is this part of a grander design? Well, it sure seems that way, because prior to Trump getting in there, these things were gradually being forced onto Americans, most particularly in under the guise of climate change, which was once a global freeze, the global nuclear uh, winter, the uh, global warming, you know, death of the, of the polar bears and the ice caps and melt, all that crap. That really has nothing to do with the climate. The climate's just fine, thank you. It's been like this forever, and it'll probably continue long after we're gone, unless we blow it up with bombs, you know, nuclear bombs. But nonetheless, this climate change nonsense and all this push toward the electrification of cars and the de depression of fossil fuels, this is not just about saving the planet. This is about instituting a world order that, that Barack Obama was talking about. And he, if you heard the part, the first part of that, not if, if you want me to play it over again, I will. But uh, the first part says, and we've been working for it for a long time. So he's a globalist. He says, they've been at this for a long time. They know how to do this. Well, how did Barack Obama ever get to a point where he became that powerful? Well, it's the media. The media hasn't told us the truth about things since Walter Cronkite said the war in Vietnam wasn't winnable. Ever since that time, when Richard Nixon was driven out of office because of a couple of uh, of uh, reporters out of the Washington Post, um, talked to somebody called Deep Throat, and they said there was a crime committed. Well, once I was became aware that people, journalists became aware that they have the power to overthrow government, uh, the, the head of a government, by just investigations, you know, 
<laughs> legitimate or not, then they all became super activist warriors rather than journalists. So it's a media that, that's been lying to us. But there's a lot more than that, too, just in the media. Recently, Senator Grassley, who is, is uh, uh, no small name in, um, in Washington, has been around forever, but he uh, had read a report about how the FBI was given information from 40 different individuals about the Biden crime family and what was going on there and why they should be investigated. But the Attorney General Merrick Garland um, didn't do a thing about it. But yet at the same time, you know, they, they supposedly spent $31 million. The FBI, which, uh, Jim Comey, chasing Trump around over Russia hoax that was concocted by Hillary Clinton. $31 million in three years of chasing Donald Trump around. But yet they had all this information from 40 different informants or credible informants to the FBI about the crime being committed by the Biden family. Now, I wonder how much more there was about the involvements of Barack Obama. I mean, here's, here's a guy making 450000 a year for four years. Okay, so he should be worth a couple million, but no, he's worth well over $100 million. Where did all that come from? Where's a lot of money coming from? Well, I believe it's a lot of it's just uh, uh, money laundering through foreign aid. They ship all this money off to, like, say, the Ukraine saying it's going to save all these people's lives. And you know, those people get in Ukraine, turn around and send it into the, to the pockets where the campaigns of the Washington politicians to keep the keep the ball rolling, keep the whole process going, keep that cash cow alive. Well, here's, how is it that these people became so super wealthy? Well, Bill Clinton wasn't that wealthy, and now look at him. So this is how it's done. So here they have an FBI or DOJ, people that was the highest, most highly respected police force in the world, national police force, has turned against people who are simply trying to express their basic American rights, life, liberty, and property. Instead, people of faith are being targeted by the FBI and Catholic churches and different school board meetings where they disagree with this, all this transgender crap. Um <laughs> Now that supposedly DOJ and the FBI are turning on those who are, quote, ultra-magas. Well, Senator Grassley's not an ultra-maga by any stretch of the imagination. He has credible evidence that there's major crimes going on, being committed by at the highest level of our government to suppress anyone who tries to bring back the idea of liberty in America. I wouldn't be surprised someday going to knock on the door at six o'clock in the morning, my house surrounded by SWAT people simply because I'm talking to you today. But we have to get this word out. This is part of a movement that's been going on for a very long time. And it's reaching a climax and it's a house divided. It's a house divided by intent, by design, with the outcome to be the suppression of American sovereignty the suppression of our, ourselves as a world power, and the emergence of third world countries who have a total different idea of what it is to be to run a moral government. You know, a lot of what we see going on in the Middle East, you could say, you know, Hamas and Hezbollah and all that sort of stuff, those people are 
have a government. Well, they do. It's based upon the Koran. So it's based upon something, some kind of definition of law. But our, our country is facing an existential threat from within by the people behind Barack Obama. And he's been protected so well by so many people uh, using race as as a shield to uh, avoid too much controversy that he's been handpicked by the international order to do exactly what's happening to our country today. And Joe Biden is just a face that uh, stands around in front of the camera every now and then. We all know he's not mentally capable of making all these decisions. They were all made for him the very day he sat down and signed, what, 35 executive uh, orders to reverse all the Trump stuff. Uh, he didn't figure that out in advance. So all of his uh, his staff, and particularly Obama's carryovers, wrote all that stuff out for him. He's not smart enough to do things like that. And he's not smart enough to realize that if you go and take money that doesn't belong to you by bribes and things like that, that sooner or later you're going to get caught. Well, now we know what's happened with Hunter Biden. We see the way he was treated. At the same time, we see what uh, is going on with Mr. Trump and some of the things that are happening in in court in some of these cases uh it's just mind-boggling i think we've talked about this before that the people who are prosecuting trump three out of four are black and a judge who's already convicted trump in her mind is, is black one out of um in washington that these things are staged to be uh prime time television so that everybody will think trump's a bad guy well, it's all about being state. It's not based upon solid constitutional law or, or, or criminal law or civil law. This is based upon uh, unproven theories by a bunch of people who are doing basically uh, Jim Crow 2.0 stuff on Trump. But then we look at Hunter Biden and what he's gotten away with, the things that that guy's done. And yet he was they were ready to let him off the hook indefinitely until one of the judges raised a stink about it. Now he's got supposedly he's going to go to court for this uh, violations of the uh, the uh, Firearms Act that the liberals are always complaining is inadequate. But it's okay for Hunter because he's part of the Biden crime family that the FBI and the DOJ are determined to protect to the end. All sad to say. It's so sad to say. Now, while this is all going on, we also have an economy that's gone. The economy is not doing too good, even though they tell us it is, and there's all these different TV programs or so-called so news that are really nothing but propaganda. But there's, here's an article published, uh, this, this is an opinion piece, uh, about how the, the Treasury Department dropped this, uh, and this is from uh, Fox Digital, published October 25th, just recently. Treasury just dropped a financial bomb, but Bidenomics means the worst is yet to come. So let's take a look at what's going on here. Now, with all the things that have been going on in Washington, continue resolutions, things like that, this budget for this year, because remember this budget was approved by, by the Democrats before Republicans took over January, the deficit is $1.7 trillion, growing 23% in a single year as the Treasury used... Um, sit down when I tell you this, $879 billion to pay interest on the federal debt. $879 billion on the federal debt. Now, 
of course, you know, what's all behind us? Well, these are all the plans that Biden and the Democrats are planning to railroad through for to continue to grow their bloated bureaucracies. Um, and and the, over the course of the last year, the uh, the total um, uh, spending was six point one trillion dollars, but the receipts were four point four trillion dollars. We're over thirty three trillion dollars in debt. A crisis is going to come with this, simply by the the interest. Now the interest rates are going up, supposedly to slow inflation, but with interest rates going up, that federal debt uh, service is going to go up too. So where do you think they're going to cut? And how are they going to handle all these people that are coming in here from all over the world uh, who believe that they're going to come to America and get all this free stuff? Where are they going to get the extra money? Well, hmm, where else could there be an extra little uh, piggy bank in the federal um, bureaucracies that there's more money to be had? Let me see. Uh, Oh, yeah, Social Security. Sure. Why don't they go and hit that up again? The problem is there's only an IOU there. But what are they doing with all these people that are coming in here from all over the world? And why would the Obama policy, Obama-Biden policy, uh, be encouraging people with open borders that we have around here? Why would they be doing that? Well, the people that are coming to this country from other countries, they come from socialist uh, countries where they're being oppressed. But when they come here, they also bring some of those those views with them, like the social welfare programs. Well, that's going to lean them towards voting for Democrats. But the problem here is that a lot of those people don't have any money. A lot of them are of retirement age. A lot of them are disabled one way or another. And under that, the Supplemental Security Income Program means that they could get money from your Social Security trust fund that you paid into all your life and your employer paid into all your life. They're they're giving that away. You can be an illegal here and you can get money from Social Social Security supplemental supplemental income plan. Yeah, your Social Security money is being used and will be used in greater numbers as these people keep pouring in as a source of way to keep those votes coming to Democrats. This is what your Democrat Party's giving you. And this is all part of the plan, as I mentioned before, to bring about suppression of American sovereignty, make us weaker, so that they could come on board with their their totalitarian governments and, like Obama said, take away our freedoms. We can't handle it as individuals. You know, it's just too big of a responsibility for us. Let me run this uh, little recording past you again. And for the international order that we have worked for generations to build. Ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. That's it. Any doubt? That's Barry. You know it's Barry. If you can see the video, um, I don't really, I can't really find a, a reference that is dated. Otherwise, I'd give you the the internet one. This came to me on, on IM through Facebook. But it's clear when you see the video, 
there's Obama standing on a podium with the seal of the United States and the president of the United States in front. His hair is still dark, so it had to be early in his presidency. And behind him are all these international flags, and there's a whole room full of people listening to this stuff. This is Barry Obama's America. And his plan is to continue to push and push us to financial uh, Armageddon, $33 trillion worth of debt. The debt, the interest itself is going to be to a point where they're going to start cutting programs, which they're always going to blame on this or that, whatever. The people that are in there with Biden now are Obama plants, and they're continuing the policies of Obama from 2008. So we're now we're doing what, 15 years of this stuff. And their plans in the future is to continue to persecute or prosecute through the FBI, DOJ, to go after people who object to what's going on with the left and with the Bidens and all of, all what the Democrats are doing to this country. And it's, it's scary stuff. It's really scary stuff. And the only way this can change, we can't be a house divided. We have to take one side or the other. And taking the side of America traditional America and preserving the liberties that we enjoy under our constitutional republic. There's only one way to do this. And that is to totally boycott the Democrat Party at all levels, from dog catcher to POTUS, and just doing it over and over and over again until we rid our our government of these people who want to push this existential uh, threat to us and upon us, little at a time, until they totally succeed, and then Barry will walk on the stage and say, look, I can do this now. I'm a world leader. That's what this is about. And I'm not uh, trying to say I'm sitting here with a tinfoil hat on. All the facts are there and laid out in front of you. You heard him by his voice. You see what's going on with all the money that's going over to the Ukraine. You see how the Biden family's been protected while they've got tens of hundreds of millions of dollars from all these foreign countries You've watched what the Chinese did by running the balloon across the country right over top of our military stations while Biden sat there and twiddled his thumbs. This is all part of the taking down of America. And with that, the Democrats are enriching themselves handsomely. And more than likely, when things start to go sour, they're going to just bolt and go to some island somewhere. We are in a real crisis. A house divided cannot stand. The choice is ours. Tell your friends, this is no time to be worrying about stupid little things, little policies here or there. This is about the future of America. We're going to continue to have a Republican form of government, which allows minorities to speak and allows people to protest and allows people to keep their guns and allows people to stay safe in their homes and allows people to have due process of law. And it protects people from unjust punishments and, and gives them a right to a fair trial in front of your peers. All those things, we have to go and stop the nonsense about uh, abortion or any other issue that's dividing people. We just, this, the, the, the existential threat to America is the Obama policies to fundamentally transform this country. That's an existential threat. Okay, enough of my rants for today. Uh, Dr. Bill Choby here, Libertine America, past, present, and future. Um. You can find me online at drbillchobybooks.com. And uh, you can, if you have any questions or whatever, you can also reach me that way. 
my book is available in hardback, softback, and audio versions. And、uh, I would encourage you to、uh, go to that website to purchase it. It、uh, helps me more than it does if you get it through Amazon. But it's also available through、uh, Barnes and Noble and Amazon, some other bookstores as well. You can also get it at Ewingspublishing.com, which is E W I N G S Publishing.com.、Uh, you'll be able to read and understand why I say the things that I do in defense of American liberty. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me, and I do hope that it, it causes people to stop and think about what's really going on. As,、uh, as I say, we're in a real crisis, and we're house divided. Signing off, Doctor Bill Chodi. Thank you.